By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean. And our guest today is Deborah Power. Pianist, singer, and songwriter Deborah Power is known for her powerhouse vocals and boogie woogie piano playing. Based in Calgary, Alberta, she released her debut album garnering a nomination for Western Canadian Music Award for Blues Artist of the Year in 2016. She has just released her new album, I Am Not From Chicago. Released February 6, 2022. It is an extremely exciting album. Please welcome Deborah Power. First thing, uh, I'd just like to capture a little bit about how much recorded music you have out there, just so I got a little bit of a sense of your back catalog, and then we'll talk a bit about the new album and then a bit about your background. Okay, so uh, can you give me a little bit of an idea? Okay. The first album I put out was um, January 2016. I released it, I believe it was probably January 1st, 2016, was Even Redheads Get the Blues. It was uh, 10 original songs. And then I put out um, That's How I Roll, another uh, 12 original songs. I released that in May of 2019. And then I released... um, a single uh, I wrote for a, a fallen musician friend from the south, southern USA. From he was from uh, he was from God. He's from Tennessee, right? Memphis. No, he was from. He's anyways a real southern gentleman, a wonderful musician, Kern Pratt, and uh, basically the song covered all the fallen musicians and there there was a lot and a lot that we couldn't get out for memorials for you know so that song kind of was like a a theme you know for for all of those and uh that was called before my time and that was released in um i'm gonna say march or april of 2021 and then i released just released uh two weeks ago um a song off my upcoming album called uh, "What Colors Love." Yeah, that's a- so. Now the new album drops. Yeah, the new album drops on um, February sixth. All right, and it's called I'm "Not from Chicago." <laughs> Not from Chicago. Well, first of all, let me congratulate you on "What Colors Love." What an incredible song! Um, do you want to take you. us a little bit through that because very, very powerful, and I thought so. Uh, so timely in its message and universal. Uh, I hope you get great response for it because it's an extraordinary song. Can you walk us through well, that I a hope, little bit? Well, yeah, I hope so. Um, I hope I get a great response for it. The DJs seem to be playing it uh, well. I get in their play every day, three or four times. Um, when I started writing this song, um, I'm going to tell you something. I cried all the way through writing this song because it was that emotional for me. Yeah. Uh, it, then I just realized that the message was so powerful that I had to uh, I had to record it and get it out. And then I realized when I started recording it, it's not really going to go anywhere unless I back it up with an album, which right. is why I, you know, decided to to make an album to follow it. Right. But uh, 
I instantly knew that someone was going to have to sing this with me and someone to help the message get across. And um, I first sent it to um, Keisha Pratt and she listened without me even asking her to record it with me. She listened and she was absolutely blown away by it. She loved the lyrics and she said, uh, that is a fantastic song, Deb. Um, what are you going to do with it? And so, you know, I waited uh, a little bit and I got back to her and I said, would you like to sing it with me? And she said, I absolutely would be honored. Yeah. So th that's how that happened, the duet with Keisha on this song. So I think it just makes it more powerful, you know, that she sings it with me. Uh, I thought of doing it myself, but I thought, you know, it, it wouldn't, I don't think it would be, it would cover such a universal subject. Yeah. Unless I had somebody like Keisha yeah. to sing it with me, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so that's how that came about. And that was the first one I started recording off of this uh, upcoming album. And I started at that in September of uh, 2021. That's when I started. Right. Now, <laughs> and that was the first song that I recorded. Yeah. I have to tell you, when I first heard it too, it made me, uh, brought me to tears as well. So um, I'm sure many others are. Now, I don't know Keisha. Pratt uh, at all so um, where where is she based well, in? she's from Houston Texas and okay. uh, she has like the Keisha Pratt band and she won her band the Keisha Pratt band won the uh, the IBC the International Blues Challenge band okay. uh, down Memphis, yeah down in Memphis Tennessee in 2018 so she's uh, a world-renowned um, musician her and her band you know yeah and I met her a few times and those pictures you know that come from the single uh, are her and I together hanging out at the actually at the Calgary International Blues Festival really wow. where she got, me, she got me up stage to jam with her and she didn't even really know me and asked me to come up and play so I was kind of blown away by that <laughs> yeah well that would be quite an honor anyway um you know, you have another song from uh, "That's How How I Roll." If we haven't got love, that is extremely powerful as well. And I was maybe you can talk. Can you can you recall what the inspiration for that? And maybe walk us through a little bit of the uh, the creation of that um, song because that's a great one too. <laughs> Holy yeah. man! Well, thank you. Uh, sometimes you know, um, a lyric comes to me, and I just sit down and expand upon it and i think what happened was everything kind of fell into place all the lyrics and and um again that was another that's another universal uh right. topic you know the lyrics follow through with uh if we haven't got love well what the heck have we got yeah, you know <laughs> yeah that's right it all just kind of fell into place with that song and it really made it um uh, strong for me when Joey Landreth, uh, you know, said that he would play on the album and uh, played some beautiful slide guitar in yeah, the song. Yeah. Well, I've been going through your uh, songs one at a time. I, I have, I do actually three radio shows. And so I've got an opportunity. I have one that's all Canadian songwriters. And uh, so uh, I can, uh, that's on another channel. So don't mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I can, I can play it in uh, several places. But I, I'm very impressed. I, I mean, I'm, I, I felt uh, almost uh, silly that I had not heard of your work before. It was Sunday Wild who uh, introduced me to you, and I've known Sunday for a long yeah. time. 
Yes, I know, and uh, bless her for yeah. uh, making that connection between you and I. Yeah, she's a very good friend. Of yeah, uh, she's a great, great person, great blues woman in her own right. So, um, can you just then sort of take us through uh, a story of of your journey so far, or can you just introduce our audiences to you and just uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this point so far, <laughs> or is it if you can? Oh my God. Douglas, it's a long journey. Well, that's, that's okay. we got <laughs> lots of time. I've been playing music all my life. Right. You know, uh, there was never anything else that I did. I had a few jobs along the way. <laughs> yeah. But um, they didn't um, they didn't take, and it was just, you know, something, you know, I can count on one hand, I think, how many jobs I had besides music. But I've always been playing. I, I grew up in a musical family. You're listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean, and our very special guest this morning is Deborah Power with her brand new album, I'm Not From Chicago. We'll be right back after these messages. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome back to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean, and our guest this morning is Deborah Power. My mother um, played um, organ in, in the United Church nice. uh, long before I came around. And um, my father was a uh, piano player in his own right. He, um, When he was a younger man, he had a, uh, back then they called them orchestras, you know, they yeah. a band. Yeah. And um, he had an orchestra, and uh, he played for the soldiers. Right. Uh, you know where Gander is. That's the, you know, come from sure. away uh, yeah. place, you know, where planes landed for 9-11. Right. Uh, they would call him in the younger days when the, when the war was on, because uh, Dad never went to war because he had a bum arm. And um, so he, but his, all his brothers did. But he was the guy that stayed home and had the music. You know, so they would call him from uh, from Gander when the plane landed and ask him to bring his orchestra and to, to bring his wife, too, and all her girlfriends so that they could dance with the soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, I grew up in a musical family, and all my brothers and sisters, everybody played an instrument, and mm. mostly piano. My brother played saxophone, but uh, the rest of us played piano. Wow. So I was the youngest, yeah, I was the youngest of five, and um, when it came time for me... To play, I had already heard the songs a million times. My sisters practiced, and and I heard them. And when it came time for me to take lessons, the nuns didn't uh, really like the fact that I played everything by ear. You know, I get crack over the knuckles for that. But I knew them all all by ear, so I could play them. You know, and but you know, back then you, I was in music class, music theory, and I had to read the notes. So. <laughs> I got in trouble for that. Yeah, well, if you were like me, what I used to do is just listen to it and play it back and pretend I was reading the, the sight reading because <laughs> I, for the life of me, I can't read a note. My wife reads really well, but I can't read a note. So have you managed, you obviously can read now, can you? Just Well, my mom uh, made a, a deal with me, you know, because she was, I had many piano teachers when I was younger, 
but uh, she's the one who stood behind me, you know, in the kitchen while she was cooking or doing whatever she was doing. And I would sit and practice. And if I played a bad note, she'd come in and she'd say, you know, try that bar again, dear. And then she'd go on about her thing. And then she'd come back and say, you know, do that one again. And, uh, right. So she was my teacher. So when I got to high school, I had, uh, again, with nuns, I had a, a, a nun teaching me that... Um, I just didn't care for her. It was it wasn't a good thing. Yeah. So I came home in grade eight and I said to her, I just can't do this anymore because I cannot connect with this teacher. <laughs> I probably didn't say it in that way, but that's the bottom line. So yeah. she said, well, I'll make this deal with you. If you continue up your, um, your sight reading and continue on with your um, practicing, you can stop your piano lessons as long as you keep up your um, practice reading music right so you'll always know how to sight read and yeah. so i did yeah and, oh. and i stopped uh, like a michael aaron piano course i believe i went to um grade five or something i didn't get very far i know that and uh, and i didn't do the big um theory I, I can't remember what they call it but uh yeah yeah so when i went to university i did a i majored in voice actually i got in as a as a singer and um um, sight reading came in handy for right. me then, yeah. you know, so I was to be an opera singer at one time. I did two years of voice at Memorial University in Newfoundland and, um, yeah, piano became, a, a you know, a, a really important thing for me then because I could sit and rehearse and play for myself, right. you know? Yeah. Now, so you, thank God that my mom. <laughs> yeah, thank God for moms for sure. Now you didn't pursue opera at all. You didn't think there was a future for you in no, that. No, I was. Uh, I was seriously. Uh, I was up for a bachelor of um, education with a with a major in voice, and um, it was a five year uh, a five year program. And I was really heading to to sing opera. Yeah. I had a big soprano voice and and um I think it's more like an alto now but um yeah I was I was really headed in that direction and and then I hit I got into a band <laughs> in my second year you know yeah and <laughs> that happened to me we started uh and I wasn't even I was only playing piano on the side in the band and uh it was the guy named Rick Hollett actually who um who asked me to join my first band and they were playing funk and they were playing R&B and all kinds of lovely stuff. Stevie Wonder and Ellie Cole, uh, Tower of Power, because right. there was horns in this band. So yeah, yeah. I was kind of uh, just a singer. And uh, when he would step up and play horn, I would sit back and just, you know, play the changes on the, on the piano. Right. So, um, he had a few keyboards, so I was probably just playing piano. But and and I have always maintained that I've, I've always just played piano. Haven't really played. Uh, I do play a little guitar, but um, just enough to accompany myself. But piano was always uh, it was always my thing. Right. It wasn't meant to be uh, my instrument, but it turns out that. Um, it's just me and a piano. It's always been. <laughs> yeah, you well, know? that's a great combination and uh, such an expressive instrument you know you can do a lot so much you can do on it and certain uh, you can do a lot on guitar too but you got to study like crazy man to get it uh to you know and to get that those chord passages and things like that now you know it's funny because i do you know lily lewis from new orleans have you ever heard of her 
No. Okay, so no. She, she's an incredible songwriter as well, and uh, she was actually trained to be an opera singer, and then the same sort of story happened to her. It's uh, that's amazing. So obviously, the power of was it blues right from the beginning, or was it more uh, R and B, or was it a whole mix of things that got you? Well, the whole mixture of things, you know, I'll tell you, Douglas, when I was a young girl, I never had a record player. I never listened to anything as such. I, I You know, people ask me, what are your, um, um, who are your mentors, musical uh, people that you look up to? And I never really developed that until I got older. I listened to the radio and I listened to everything. Right. You know, I listened to big bands. Um, I listened to solo performers. I listened, I listened to everything. Uh, I remember when I was a young girl, there was a guy who was my cousin, came in for the Kiwanis Music Festival from St. George's, Newfoundland, and he he stayed with us, and he practiced on our piano. And when he was done his classical playing, he would sit and play Boogie Woogie. <laughs> and I was amazed by that. Yeah. I was just amazed yeah. by that. His name was Fenton Power, and I believe he went on to be a radio DJ up in uh, Wabush, uh, Wabush, Newfoundland, Wabush, Labrador, I think. Oh, right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember that as my first first kind of influence. And everything else, it just came from, you know, what I listened to. My, my mom and dad would be in the living room watching TV, and I would be in the kitchen with the door closed, you know, blasting the radio and listening and doing my homework and dancing around and stuff. Right. So I, I was influenced by a whole bunch of music, yeah. not just anything in particular, you know. Well, you're And like- certainly my father. My father played piano, and uh, every uh, special occasion, uh, him and his brothers and all their families would come to our house, and we'd all stand around uh, the piano and sing while my father was playing, and we'd all sing harmony, you know, while he was playing for us. Yeah. Oh, you're lucky. Well, I mean, I come from, my family comes from uh, uh, Nova Scotia, Cape Breton Island and uh, Nova Scotia, my folks. Oh, okay. one of the big things for them when they'd get back to Cape Breton Island in particular was they'd sit around the piano and sing and eat lobster and drink beer. <laughs> they'd have a great time. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're lobster, but uh, yeah. they certainly drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My name is Douglas McLean, and this is Behind the Drive Shortcuts. Thanks so very much for listening to our guest, Deborah Power.